So good to see the choir back and so good to be here today. Life will break you. That was almost the first words I spoke from this pulpit upon returning from a three-month sabbatical. Life will break you from the call to worship this morning. Life will break you. And some of you may be scratching your heads and thinking, did he like forget that he was supposed to be sharing something inspiring, (laughs) encouraging, dare we say comforting? Maybe he needed a little more time away. Or less. Or something. However, I do find the words of Louise Erdrich you heard in the call to worship, I do find those words, harsh as they sound, inspiring, encouraging, even comforting. Life will break you. Nobody can protect you from that, and living alone won't either, by which I think she means not so much the practical circumstance of living in a single-person dwelling, but rather the act of imagining that we can live separately without risking the pain that comes with connecting to others. That will not protect you either, she writes, for solitude will also break you with its yearning. You have to love. You have to feel. It is the reason you are here on earth. You are here to risk your heart. You are here to be swallowed up. There is something about the inevitability that I find comforting. Life will break us, not because we did anything wrong, far from it. If we love, we will suffer loss. If we connect, we will inevitably mourn the loss of that connection. And if we pull back hoping to protect ourselves, life will break us with the yearning for it, the yearning for connection, for love. It is inevitable. And I don't want to trivialize or romanticize what it feels like when life breaks you. Sorrow is real. Sadness is real. Loneliness is real. All of these are real, and they really hurt. And it is a natural thing when something hurts to pull back, to get away from the source of the pain, and to do all we can to avoid hurting again. And what I hear in Erdrich's words is that it's not possible. We can't avoid it. We can't prevent it. No one can protect us from it. Life will break you because we have loved, because we continue to love, because we will keep on loving. And knowing that we can't avoid it just may allow us to really embrace all that we may be feeling, even the sorrow that comes with remembering a loved one who has died, the sadness that comes with missing someone deeply. 
We may be able to embrace it knowing that it does not mean that something is wrong, knowing that there is nothing we were supposed to do to keep from feeling it, knowing that it is an inextricable part of love, of life. We may be able to embrace it, not clutching it, not even holding on too tightly, but feeling it and finding at its core, what else? Love. The realization of our connections one to another, taking shape as pictures on our altar, memories shared, and those held silently in our heart. We do not hide from these memories, though they may, yes, bring tears to our eyes. The realization of our connections shaping our lips and guiding our tongues when we speak their names, as I will invite you to do in a few moments. First, I wish to share the names of some people from this congregation who have died during my time here. Some few of you may recognize all the names. Others will recognize many. Some will recognize a handful. Some will not have had the opportunity to know any of these folks. I ask you to simply let the names wash over you, knowing that each was once a full, vital, embodied person, and that this place we gather today, this place that encompasses both the sanctuary and the virtual space where we are gathered, this place is what it is in some part because of these people and their connections here. Seneca Jacobson, Les Wamsley, Nancy Sackman, Mel Warner, Stan Heddleson, Tom Norwood, Jean Gordon, Ann Furtick, Erna Christensen, Nona Cohen, Art McCubrey, Kate Troop, Laura Maureen Smith, Quinn House, Marilyn Fentress, John Galt, Sandra Rumbler, Pat Miller, Truman Stickney, Dick Allen, Betty Smay, Judy Siebert, Barbara Lees, Dick Boyd, Jean Fabricius, Joanne Milburn, Frankie Gloy, Rebecca Sloan, Charlie Archibald, Joan Malcolm, John McConnell, Carol Norton, John Faulkner, Sam Polk, Marilyn McClellan, Donna Wilson, Jack Olds, Joseph Cohen, Janine Kirkpatrick, Daniel Schaefer, Joe Schwartz, Mo Melba, 
Ann Williams, Myron Graham. These are names of people who have died in the 10 years I have served this congregation. My apologies if I missed any, which I may have. My database, both digital and personal databases, make mistakes. I wrestled a bit with getting this list, but even in the sometimes frustrating task of pulling this information together, I also realized I was engaged in a kind of prayer Intentional attention to these names brought back memories, moments, sometimes regret for not connecting more intentionally when they were alive and also realizing we were connected nonetheless through this congregation. The realization of our connections one to another within and beyond this congregation taking shape as pictures on our altar, memories shared and those held silently in our hearts. We do not hide from those memories, though they may, yes, bring tears to our eyes. The realization of our connection shaping our lips and guiding our tongues when we speak the names of loved ones who have died, who we wish now to remember. I invite you, all of you, now to speak their names aloud. Lael Becker. Nils Richards. Harrison Richards. Michael Culleton. In the rising of the sun and in its going down, we remember them. We remember them. We understand that child in Janet's story saying, I don't like it that Barney is gone. We get it. We don't like it that our loved ones are not with us. We don't like feeling sad and lonely. We don't like it that life breaks us. But we do accept it. What has come to be known as the serenity prayer says in part, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can. It seems to me there is also courage involved in accepting the things we cannot change. It takes courage to accept it and to keep loving to keep risking our hearts, to allow ourselves to be swallowed up by life itself, to remember, to remember, think on me, to remember even with the sadness. We, like that child in the story, remember that pet, that person, that partner, that parent, that child, that family member, that friend, that fellow congregant. We remember the small telling touches, and we share those memories with one another today. We share in the joy and the sorrow of remembering, and kindness in waves ripples out as we together listen for the songs that sound still 
even after the singers have moved on, as Judith so beautifully put it. One of the things I love about our closing hymn that is coming up is something that actually kind of surprised me the first time we sang it together. I was rolling along on having peace like a river and joy like a fountain and love like an ocean, and all of a sudden, here comes pain like an arrow. What? (laughs) I thought this was a happy song. And then tears like the raindrops. Whoa. This is something other than I was led to believe at first. The song is said to have its roots as an African-American spiritual, and I hope that we hold that reality and honor those roots as best we can. And I don't doubt that there have been many variations and verses over the years. Those two verses I've mentioned are not always included, but I'm glad that they found their way into the hymnal. Pain and tears exist beside and within love, joy, and peace. Love, joy, and peace exist right beside and within pain and tears. And the song in the hymnal ends with strength like a mountain, the courage to keep on. At the heart of my most joyful experiences, I tend to find also a deep sadness kernel of sadness, nothing that negates the joy, far from it. It seems to strengthen it. The knowledge that we are finite beings, that all things must pass, that opening oneself means being vulnerable, and yet we have no choice but to risk our hearts and let life swallow us up. And at the heart of many experiences of mourning and sorrow, way at the center, I sometimes discover a profound joy, knowing that this sadness is a sign, a sign that we have loved and been loved. So may it be.